Ladies and gentlemen, Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, Belts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. This is a big two hours. Good morning. The Wallabies captain has walked away, at least for now. We'll find out why. It's happened the day before a test match. Daniel Ricciardo looks like he's going to be booted from McLaren. That happened overnight. Uh, Parramatta, great win over Manly. That was a great game. Uh, we'll find out also Brandon Smith, what punishment he gets for another... Well, supposed Melbourne Storm hip drop. I'm not sure it really was a hip drop, but he'll be punished. Uh, and uh, we've got other things going on as well, including uh, off to the Com Games. Uh, it is all happening. And Cand- I, we are graced, Richard, with Candace's presence after another <laughs> week on Drive Time. Yeah. She has, again, yep. again, taken a step backwards to join us yep. here. This humble little show on a Saturday morning. Good morning, Candace. Good morning, good, Candace. Yeah, good morning. You know what? I just love being back in here with you guys because you're so sincere with uh, everything you say. All those nice words that you say about me, it's just so well, I don't sincere. don't say any nice words. What are you talking about? What it. nice we words? We haven't said anything yeah. nice about said anything you. Ages. You know yeah. what? We are sincere because we don't say nice things. <laughs> we say it as it is. I walk in here and say, where's Candace? And Dan goes, oh. Probably, you know, swatting up for drive. No, no, no. That that that's that's a lie because I'm always the first one here Not and always. you're always last. Well, there's a reason. I mean, you don't become Sydney's number one trainer. You don't beat Chris Waller and Gay Waterhouse that's right. the without the putting people. in the for hard one yards. Day. Yeah. <laughs> one it, day. Look, it's August six, which means the season's six days old, but on top of the Sydney <laughs> Trainers Championship with his son, Will, the people's trainer, Richard Friedman. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dan. But I don't even think I'm there now. I think I've been deposed <laughs> yesterday. Well, hang on. Well, it only lasted one day. Well, hang on. Yesterday was a oh, New South Wales. Yes. Oh, New South yes. Wales. Oh, well, well, you know. Well, it was fun. Well, Metro-wise, I might still be up there. I suspect Chris might. Passed me this afternoon. I always like the guy. Race one. Uh, you remember the old Sydney to Hobart, the Sydney to Hobart, the Sydney to Melbourne ultra marathon that Janos Kouros used to win? Yes. There'd be some nut or, job. Or that Cliffy would, Young. They would start it at Westfield at Parramatta, and there'd be some nut job that would sprint out at the start just so he could say, I led the Sydney to Melbourne yeah. ultra marathon. Everybody cheers That's the horse that, that leads past the Melbourne Cup That's for the first, the first lap. Or oh, it's oh. like the Sydney to Surf guy that runs out. He, I think he goes as Kermit the Frog or yeah. um, whatever. That's me. Always run, yeah. That's me. That's why I'll never run in the city to surf because I know oh, one of those why. people. Oh, that's why you won't run. I used it? to run that all the time, oh. Heartbreak Hill, but I wouldn't because I know some Tweety bird will beat yes. me and I'll never I'm be able to I'm running it home. next week, actually. You're running in it? Yes. All right. Can you win? No. Uh, a serious story coming up after this. The Wallabies captain walks away for now. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Do you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Extraordinary stuff coming out of Argentina. Um, just one day before a test match and Michael Hooper, the captain, has withdrawn due to personal reasons. And we'll find out exactly why. He says here in a quote, while this decision did not come easily... I know it is the right one for me and the team at this point in time. I don't feel I'm able to fulfill my responsibilities at the moment in my current mindset. That is amazing that a, a Wallabies captain has stepped down a day before a test match. He seemed indestructible. He did. He's been there since 2014. I think he's a captain in 2014. He's indestructible, but somehow not. Yeah, it, it's quite distressing, actually. Um, you know, the fact that... Oh, you know, it's it's caught us all by surprise, but um, I hope that he he returns home and and gets all the help that he needs to so that he can get back on the the park as as quickly as possible. But this is quite distressing. But it just yeah. shows uh, the pressure that is on these um, players at such a high level. Well, I don't think anyone's going to accuse him of being a flake because no. because he's been a tough 
bastard Absolutely. for a long, long time. Mm. Ian Payton is the rugby writer for the Sydney Morning Herald. He's in Argentina, and we cross to him right now. Ian, good morning. Did anyone see this coming? Morning, guys. No, uh, the level of shock that you guys have just expressed there probably matches everyone here as well. Um, yeah, no, look, this morning, um, Michael Hooper didn't train. He didn't turn up to the captain's run, his captain's run, so there was a bit of a question mark there. And then later in the day, it, it obviously grew more, um, you know, more serious, I suppose you'd say. Um, you know, the funny thing was, as Dave Rennie sort of said later um, after that statement, is that, you know, um, Michael had trained all week and been quite, you know, his, his usual self in in team meetings and leadership meetings and that sort of thing. So he mentioned that, you know, he'd, he'd obviously been very good at masking and suppressing kind of the things he was going through to, to, to put the team first. And I think that really comes cuts to the heart of it is when you look at that statement, he um, he's a guy who is trying to do the best. You know, my read on it, he's trying to do the best thing by the team with this decision, whether we kind of ever fully know what's going on inside of, of Michael's head, um, I don't know. He's a fairly private guy. Maybe in time he, he will talk to us more. But what you can, as you guys have referred to, he is a, he's a machine. And the intensity levels that he plays at and that you that is required in elite sport, you know, the intensity levels required to play a test match or to play a state of origin or, you know, a, a Wimbledon final would be immense. And I think he's recognised in himself that he's not there. He's not at that level. Um, and he's not going to go out and give a 6 out of 10. So. And- did, um, yeah, big shock, but, you know, that's maybe a reflection of, um, you know, Michael Hooper's character as well. And did anyone, was the team or the, the, the support around the team aware that Michael did struggle with mental health or with personal problems? Was, there, was, it, was it known, even though it wasn't obvious to anyone that it was going to come to this sort of conclusion? I don't think so. I think that's part of the shock, I think. Genuinely, um, you know, Michael rang up the, the Wallaby doctor Sharon Flahov last night and kind of, you know, opened up. Um, I suppose you'd say, and then, um, you know, the coach and the manager were brought into the conversations. And, and as as um, Dave Rennie said earlier tonight, he, he he'd done a good job at masking it. Uh, look, I think there's there's still a fair bit to be learned here as mm. to actually what. Michael is going through. Um, I know that they were very particular with framing it um, as a current mindset, um, not necessarily identifying any particular you know, mental health problem or disorder. Um, you know, there's, I think he's maybe even struggling to understand it a little bit. What he does know is that he's, he's not right to play. He's not in a position to play at his usual level and needs a break. And you know, you guys cover a wide range of sports. We've seen that more and more over over the last couple of years, haven't we? A lot of a lot of the cricket guys, Ben Stokes did it, Glenn Maxwell did it, Buddy Franklin, you'll remember, took a couple of months off. And the good news is all those guys um, uh, came back, right? You know, they, they had time away from the sport, you know, rebalanced their lives is the way they needed to do it and um, are back at, at the top level. So, you know, he's hoping that's what Michael needs to go through and, and we'll see more of it. I found it interesting uh, a few months ago, he made comments like um, that the Tuesdays get harder and harder and it's like, how much are you willing to take for the rewards? He also made comments like, uh, you know, it becomes a slog at times and it gets harder um, when when you're playing and your body's getting sore. Do you think these could have been, you know, some signs that his motivation or, you know, things weren't entirely where they should be? Yeah, look, that's that's a fair point. I, I will preface with it. You, you know, most guys over thirty that you talk to talk like that when they're talking about elite sport. But you're right. And the other thing is, Michael became a father earlier this year. You know, whether there's some concussion issues or not, I guess that's something that we'll find out. He has had a couple of head knocks. Sometimes when you get to a, a certain age, you know, even the, the most indestructible guys kind of start to realise there's a, there's a, a life after sport coming, you know, fast up the up the path and and I don't know, look it, it's it's speculation at this point about what Michael's going through, but you know, there's there's definitely it's definitely a big shift from, you know, um the Michael Hooper, the the Superman that we that we've seen on the field. Um maybe he's just been very very, very good at kind of keeping his problems to himself in the yeah. past. 
Well, good for him because he could have said before the. He was obviously feeling something before the tour, and he could have said, "I've got a hamstring problem. I can't go." But he, he's actually being honest, so we appreciate that very much. And and James Slipper um, will uh, uh, lead the slide tomorrow against Argentina. Ian, thank you very much, mate. I appreciate it. I know you're a very busy man, but um, but but thanks for giving us some time. Yeah, not at all. Thanks, guys. Beautiful. Thank Ian Payton from the Sydney Morning Herald. Yeah, it's just it's the intrigue about. You know how an indestructible guy gets to this point, seemingly so quickly. And that's that's going to go on for speculation. Yeah. On that will be rife. He's a three times Johnny Hill medalist. This is someone who um, has given everything to rugby, and uh, I think it's like we've said, it's quite courageous, but it's also selfless of him, knowing that he is not in the right headspace to lead the team and play at his best. So, you know, we just hope that he gets a support. Absolutely, absolutely. And he's only 30, so once he gets his head back right, I think he'll be straight back in there. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Hey, the Primo truck is back. Where? Uh, Campbelltown. Aye. So keep an eye out for the Primo food truck that's at Worrell Park. Now, it's out there helping raise funds for the Campbelltown Warriors Rugby League Football Club where you can grab bacon and egg rolls, hot dogs, or even bacon on a stick. Bacon on a stick. And the best part is the club gets all the money. That's it. It's all made with Primo's range of meats. So uh, they're mm, Primo. Um, Very popular, those Primo trucks. Hey, um, I'll save our argument about the chase versus the hot seed that we just had. We'll save that for later. You uh, can't believe the nasty things you said about the chase. What do you mean? (laughs) But have you noticed when the money gets high, all the questions <laughs> about geography and history come out? The chase is you know 100 what? times better than I'd see. They never get history or geography wrong. Oh, you know, which is the capital of this country? They always know You're that. watching the wrong You're watching what's, the wrong show. What's the, what's it's the, the coin mo- show at three o'clock that you've what? got to watch. The haven't, coin show. Haven't you got a life? Haven't you got kids? You're watching the coin yeah. drop from the thing. And I can guarantee you that most people here? love that show. The co- I, what, what, I don't know the it's name, but it's a coin show. drop. They answer questions and a coin drops down the thing and then it pushes out. It's exciting. Coins. It's really it's like exciting. An arcade, you see the arcade game and what pushes to the front is, is the prize. Have you got a problem with poker machines? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, but anyway, it's riveting. Anyway, I don't know how we got onto that subject. I'm sorry, but Com Games, I, I've got to admit, I, I haven't watched any and, and this is no criticism of Seven because their ratings are through the roof. Every time I turn on, it's some feature interview, or they're at the Cadbury factory. But people are eating it up with a spoon. Yeah. They love watching Australia bash up always Mozambique. Have always have, Dan. And the, the ratings are always tremendous for the first week. 50 goals we've won. the swimming's on, and, well, and we smash them up in the swimming. And you watch, as it, you know, you get into the track and field where, you know, we're starting to miss out in the heats and that, and it just starts to tick down. Well, but we they've once, done well. Well, they're nearly over. They're, 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 They've done this weekend, aren't they? Yeah, on Tuesday is the closing ceremony. We won 65 medals in the pool. 25 of those are gold. Emma McKeon now has etched her name into the history books with the most medals ever. She's on 20 medals. I don't think the the Commonwealth Games can last long enough for that record to ever be be cynical. People enjoy it, Rich. I'm with them. I I think it's wonderful for the athletes. Australia are actually on 50 gold. If we get another 16, we're on, we sit on a thousand Commonwealth Games gold medals, which is the most by any country ever. So that's a really huge achievement. I'll tell you what I have enjoyed and I never thought I would. Uh, Only because I'm a, you know, I I like to watch elite sport, but I've thoroughly enjoyed watching them, all the athletes, both from the the Paralympic team. Well, that's the the best part. uh, All in there together. Yeah. I think that the Olympics can learn from that. Absolutely, para medal, Paralympic or para athletes. athletes, their medals count in the in the general pot. So everyone's in this together. But yeah, I think it's fantastic. There's some great um, events coming up. Peter Bowl, you remember uh, the 800 meter runner from the Olympics who won his semi final at the Olympics and ended up fourth, uh, is racing in the final tomorrow night. So I'm really excited. It's for amazing that. how we conflate track and field, isn't it? I think because we've been so. It's such a hard one for Australia. I mean, Rowan Browning, we go nuts for Rowan because he ran 10-10. Are you aware that's half a second beyond the world record? And I'm well, not criticising Rowan, but I'm saying... That I'm head saying, time would have got him a silver medal in the final. He's not, I'm not saying he's not going well and he's not someone to get excited about, but we've won 50 gold medals 
and we're going nuts about a guy who yeah, finished, what, sixth in it, the final. Yeah, this is straight off the back of the world champs. So it was a really quick turnaround. But if he can break 10 seconds, which only one Australian's ever done, that Patrick Johnson, Patrick then he's Johnson. going to be in medal contention that moving forward. Ago. That was yeah. 20 years he ago, wasn't nine, it? 993, didn't he? Yes. 993. I think anyway. best was 10.02 or 03. So, so Kyle Chalmers was in the news, right, and and – I know this. I know you captured this. It, it captured you early, Richard, because that was the story. So while we're winning, you know, multiple gold medals every day, everyone's talking about Kyle Chalmers and the love triangle. And he came out and he said, "I almost didn't swim tonight, and I didn't." Uh, boo hoo! I mean, really? Well, okay. we just spent five minutes about Michael Hooper and his mental issues. We don't Maybe know this what, bloke has got uh, mental issues. That, yeah, you know what? He, well, yes, he must have because you wouldn't have keep keep raising it if you didn't. I mean. That's what keeps it bubbling. I think you said this in, during the week on yeah. some show that you're on, some other show that you're on, one of the many, um, that, that just keeps it all bubbling. Yeah. Why so just not say anything? On the back page on Tuesday night, the comments that I made were the fact that I'm surprised that, because this isn't something that's just come up during the Commonwealth Games. We've been talking about this love triangle for quite a while now. So not I'm a love triangle. Yeah. Not a love triangle. Yeah, but I'm he was dating. I know. Yeah, yes. That's the term yeah. everyone uses. Can, I, can yeah. I just, uh, you know, qualify what a love triangle actually is? <laughs> yes. You know, the, the three of them have got to be engaged in something, yes. but they're not. Yes. It's just but one just, bloke without, with her, and now another bloke is. The Commonwealth Games is the second biggest event on the sporting calendar for these swimmers. And I'm surprised that the the media manager for Swimming Australia, his own management, didn't come together with some sort of strategy in the lead up and go, okay, if this is what's going to happen at the Commonwealth Games, we need to either put a self-imposed ban on that you either speak after your events. We don't want this affecting you. Mm. Uh, and, and it has affected him. And I'll say, uh, I'll yeah. say one thing. There were three people in this so-called love triangle. Only one of them's you know, got Good. a big problem with it. Yeah. The other two don't seem to even well, notice well, it. Well, Kyle Chambers is a world record holder. It, it, I, I, well, I said this last week. I don't get the Cody Simpson thing. He seems like a great kid, but I don't get all the attention, but he seems very popular. He had a very good split swim in the in the medley relay. He, he he can swim. Okay, very. I uh, hey yep. hey. It can, uh, but the thing it can with, only be good for that sing. sport. Yep. The and thing with Chalmers, can he sing? Do we know he can sing? Yeah, and he and he can dance. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends: Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candice Warner. Yes, indeed. We're going to talk Parramatta Manly after eleven. Wunga Blake from the Eels is going to join us. Great try he scored last. Geez, that was a good game, wasn't it? It was a sensational game. Um, highly entertaining. And Par- Parramatta are the most, when they've got it going, they're the most attractive team. Ah, oh, that's no, great watching them when they, they're good. The other match, not so much. No, okay, they all can't be with diamonds. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, your niece is going to join us. Emma Friedman, I see, he's on the run down to talk com oh, games. So uh, we'll good. do that in the second hour. But right now, Richard, uh, it is time for your tip. Now, officially, you haven't tipped a winner for a while. You've tipped a few places at good prices. Yes, but I've always said back each yes, way. Yes, you have. And I'm just running, you know, we missed that last week where yeah, I had. It, was a, it ended up there was a scratching at the barrier. Why, it, how come I didn't get told this tip last week? Well, last last weekend, I had a winner on the Friday, two on the Saturday, and one on the Sunday. Did you notice that she, she didn't say, how come we? How come I yes. didn't well, get I that didn't. tip? I didn't. You told Dan. I okay, didn't get I'm that getting onto it. <laughs> this segment doesn't last forever, you know. Today, Newcastle, race two, I think it's at 12.50, so it'll be just after the show's finished. Um, I've got one in that, look, she's a bit immature, but I really like her, Philly called Pavitra. She's number 13, race two, number 13. I think she can run a very good race. If she gets out to each way odds, take that, but I think she run well. Now, $4.50, when you say each way odds, does that mean well, $2 a place? Probably another 50 Get out to $5 or okay. something, you know, okay. back at each way. So you won't lose. Uh, I don't think you'll lose any this money. Is Sydney's number one trainer tipping Sydney's uh, <laughs> a, a horse one, from Sydney's. One Metro win will get you yeah, to the top on the first day. you today and saying, I'm back, I'm back, everyone. I'm back, baby. Yeah. Newcastle, race two, number 13. Good luck, everyone. Sports update, including a cracker of an AFL game. Uh, and Buddy Franklin speaks. We'll do that after this. Game, set, and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Greg Russ joins us in about uh, 10 minutes to talk about Daniel Ricciardo, who apparently has been told he is out at McLaren. So that's I a, knew gee, it. Gee, it's a big story. To, a big, 
a big show today. Uh, then we'd bring it down a cog. Candace's quiz coming up at 11.10. Oh, now, no. can you control them today, Candace? Last week, we were overwhelmed with the emails in and text messages saying how, yes. how good it was and how everyone wants to be a part oh, of it. This is an AM radio. Those. Stop making up emails. No, we, no. no this we, is, we saw the complaint emails. No, this is the, this, the, my quiz is the part where everyone just wants to listen to each week. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when you say that, if it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Desert Legends Sports Update. So when you say it with that conviction, it makes me think everything you say is a lie. But she, but she says it with that look on her face. Because like, it's so you. good. Now another humdinger in AFL. Uh, well, an absolute humdinger. Oh, Collingwood Melbourne game of the year. Collingwood won ninety six eighty nine. So they've now won eleven straight. I know. And the premiers. Went down, but they're in great form as well. That must have been some game last night. No one hates Collingwood more than me. And there's only one one team that I hate slightly less than Collingwood, and that's Melbourne. Uh, so for me, it's a non-watch match, but it was riveting. It The pressure was unbelievable in the match, the whole match. Uh, Collingwood deserved to win. Melbourne arguably, des- arguably deserved to win as well. That was just such a good match. Can you see them winning the, the flag if they continue? It's possible. More <laughs> so than It pains me to say that, but it is possible that they could win. Isn't it good, though, to have Collingwood up there? Well, everyone's got a team they love to hate, and mostly that's Collingwood. Now, uh, I see here, Buddy Franklin, there's been talk over the last 24 hours, 48 hours, there was a report on Nine News in Brisbane that the Lions were circling to get him for next year. The Swans apparently aren't – what are you laughing at? Well, I heard the coach. Did you hear the coach last night from the, the Lions? What did he say? He said, I haven't heard this. If Buddy's going to the Gold Coast, he's probably going to retire. <laughs> That's what he so, said. Uh, he has put out a statement. Uh, at this stage, conversations have been paused around my contract so I can put all my focus on playing footy. No further comment will be made until the season is done and I have decided about my future. I am still undecided and need time after the season to make a family decision about whether I continue to play next year. The Swans don't seem to be going out of their way to make him feel wanted next year. No, they haven't. But they're also the type of club that I don't think that they would like how this has been played out so publicly in the media. They, yeah. you know, they. I'm with you. You know, you're you're a Swan supporter. Yeah, they're um, overcooking this. They, I, I, they are. They, 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 whoever's driving the bus. Well, I think someone on Buddy's side is yeah. happy to talk to the media. Correct. But do you think any of the the player managers at the various AFL clubs are unaware that Buddy is off contract and they could get him? What's the point? They'll find you if they want you. He's also had a really, really good deal um, for the past nine years. Yes. And better Uh, to get rid of them a year too early than a year too late. And it's about time that the Swans, yes, Buddy has done such a great job for the Swans and they've promoted his, you know, his... Everything that he's done this year, which has been fantastic, but let's let's start. He's also made ten million out for nine years. Yeah, let's start. I mean, they've got Chad Warner, they've got um, Isaac Heaney. There's some brilliant play, players that also need to start being promoted a little bit more. Like your nephew, Chad. Oh, here we go. Again. Uh, but they always uh, need a well. <laughs> would clear the decks for Dusty Martin, although everyone says it's not no, happening. I don't think it is happening. Oh well, that's I a shame. That's a shame. He'd be a star here in Sydney. But notice they put they've been playing Buddy in a different position this year. They've been playing him further up the ground, more in like a centre half forward position than the full forward. He does play at full forward from time to time. If you missed the news at the start of the show, Michael Hooper, Wallabies captain, has stepped down a day before a test match for well, we can't necessarily say mental health reasons even though it probably is. He's saying his mindset, well, that is mental health, but he hasn't directly attributed mental health. He says he is not in the mindset to fulfill his responsibility. He's done it a day before a test match. Uh, If you want to hear our chat with Ian Payton, it'll be on the podcast, the Rugby Journo. So James Slipper will will take over tomorrow. And Novak Djokovic's chances of playing in the US Open are fading fast. He's been holding out hope of a late change to the rules. Right now, unvaccinated people not allowed to enter America. Um, geez, I'll tell you what, you look at scenes from places like Florida, people just do not care about COVID. You got to, I was you, overseas in Europe. People, no one cares. Care there, there, That's either. right. But yet they won't let Novak in, but they're the rules. And with three weeks to go until the tournament begins, time is probably going to beat him. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, 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 
What can you say? You know, back, he's won plenty of tournaments. He'll give someone else a go. <laughs> Triple M. This is, you're a fool. Dead set legends. Um, Greg Russ coming up. What is going on with Dan Ricardo? It looks like McLaren are going to move him on. So where to next? We'll find out next on Triple M. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Well, it's happened. On the line, our good mate Greg Russ from the Rusty's Garage podcast, which, of course, you can get for free on the listener app. Uh, good morning, Rusty. Dan, good morning. I'm coming to you from Queensland Raceway for some TCR that I'm covering. Uh, but uh, there's a bit going on globally. Well, someone might need a drive uh, in the yeah. next few weeks. What, Dan Ricardo, it happened. Uh, we believe that he has been told he's being moved on by McLaren. This is unbelievable. So on last week's show, we talked about Sebastian Vettel announcing his retirement. That triggered a move for Fernando Alonso, who's jumped from the Alpine or the former Renault team across to Aston Martin. Uh, Alpine thought, right, we will, we will promote our young reserve driver in Oscar Piastri, who they thought they had some paperwork with to do that for 2023. Turns out they don't. Uh, he he refuted that. They they issued a release with no quotes or permission from him. So Oscar said, no, I'm, I'm not going to be driving there next year. The dots seem to lead to McLaren and there's been talks of meetings and, and all sorts of things. And the suggestion from some of my uh, my F1 colleagues, as you pointed out in that, that little headline before, Dan, is that they have either told or are telling Dan that, um, that, that Oscar will be in that seat next year, which means an early... Uh, end to his contract if that happens. But where they place him, because he's got a deal, we've said that on the show a few times, he's got a deal for 2023, and where that leads him is uh, is the next question, I guess. Are we really surprised? You know, isn't this just like a coach saying, you know, when the board comes out, he's oh, he has our full support. In, when the vultures are circling, they're never wrong. It's a it's a brutal game, Richard. And, and I mean, in, in Formula One land, in the paddock, they call it the Piranha Club, right? And and for a reason, it's, it's tough stuff. I, I don't subscribe to... To you know, Mark Webber, who who looks after Oscar Piastri, uh, you know, stabbing Dan in the back or anything. I just don't see that. Obviously, Dan's had a very difficult time there. I mean, it was only only in recent weeks that the boss of the McLaren Formula One team was publicly saying and showing his support for, for yeah. Dan Ricciardo. But that, on, yeah. on the flip side, that's what I mean. Richard, Oscar is enormously talented, right? Mm. And we 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 need to get him in a uh, in a front row and a good seat in Formula One ASAP. And that does sound like that's going to happen. How, me- how messy do you think this is going to get, Rusty? I mean, uh, you know, over the contract battle and, and where does this leave Dan? Like if, I know you said he's contracted until the end of next year, but uh, where do you see him going after this? So, Candice, they, they evidently, one of my, uh, my colleagues in the British press um, explored the notion of would they move him, for example, to the Formula E team at McLaren. Oh, he, said he's not interested in, he's, no, he said he's not interested in that, understandably. Um, some of my colleagues here in uh, Queensland Raceway are wondering whether he might go to IndyCar. Let's not forget, mm. he is the biggest star in Drive to Survive, right? The American market, Dan Ricciardo, number one. So they need him. Um, now, a few of his his driver colleagues in the business are wondering whether he might end up at the Haas team next year and still in a, in a Formula One drive. So I, I'd love to see him still continue in, in F1, but I, I don't want it to be uh, a lesser stint. Some are even saying, would he, would he potentially go back to the Alpine team? He left there to go to McLaren. Would he go back? Has he, how much money has he made, do you reckon, out of, out of this he over the years? Have. He would have done well. I, I don't know. Well, no, yes, you would. You'd have it again. Come on, a guess. <laughs> Just an estimate. 50? Uh, I, I don't know. North I mean, of 50? Uh, be, be certainly around that sort of number. I would, a, I would, anyway, he's, yeah. I, I'll take it down this path on a similar path. So he's going to get $21 million next year, right? Because he's contracted. Yep. But they will, surely McLaren, if they're offering, and we don't know if they've done this, but if they're going to say, well, you can have... To, to earn you 21 mil, Formula E, that's the end of his career. So surely they're going to pressure him to say, how about you just walk away now? Here's a little severance package. I don't know how this works in Formula One, but surely they'll give him a severance package so he can go and pursue his career elsewhere, but it won't cost McLaren anywhere near as much as 21 mil. That That is the million-dollar question. So if this does happen, it's still an if. We don't formally know what's, what's going to take place here for Dan, but... You know, would they place him with McLaren in IndyCar, for example? Or, 
you know, if he goes to another Formula One team, um, obviously they'll, they'll, there'll be an element of, um, of paying for his services there. Are McLaren happy for him to go to that squad? So uh, th- th- these are the questions still to be answered, and they're on the F1 summer break, Dan. So. All right. Beautiful. All right. Well, only one topic today. Uh, no surprise. And, of course, we do it for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with uh, confidence. See you, Rusty. Enjoy your weekend. See you, gang. Thank you. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. What a great game last night. Parramatta, they opened up an 8-0 lead over Manly. Manly came back. Uh, Got but- to the front. Got their head in front. And then 22 points in the last, what, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Parramatta bl- blew them away. Smashed them. That's the end for your manly, I would think, They're Richard. Done. They They're have to done. win four from their next four. Oh, no. And they've got a they've got a tough run yeah. home. They've got Storm yeah. Sharks. They've got Eels. They've got, oh, that's all over. No, I know. Tough. I mean, it is possible, but it just doesn't look like it's going to happen for them. But for the Eels, that was a big win last night because no Mitchell Moses and all the players that had to step up did step up. Gutherson was superb. Dylan Brown, boy, when he... Yeah, he's a talent, isn't he's he? He's got a violent step on him. Yeah. Um, Jacob Arthur, wasn't it great to see him? I mean, the yeah. poor kid, he gets booed, right? Okay, well, they're, they're booing his father, really, because he's putting him on the bench and putting him on for 10 minutes. Uh, it was sort of a... Didn't every coach you were growing up with have his kid in the team? But it was He led that I, second half charge. That's exactly right. And um, those eels, some of those I, eel supporters I, have to eat a bit of humble pie. Well, I now. felt sorry for the, the, the kid because he's brought on with 10 minutes to go. Okay, young man, be a miracle worker. Well, not yeah. last night. He's given a chance and we saw what he did. And this man, look, I want to Wanga Blake, good morning. Morning, morning. <laughs> Did you get that ball down inside the line? It was a fabulous put down, but I'm not sure you got that down <laughs> just touching a little bit of the paint. Yeah, look, I wasn't too confident myself. I just got up, started celebrating just so they could uh, didn't have to check it and um, go upstairs, but they ended up going upstairs anyway. But uh, look, it happened all so quick, and uh, it was a great ball from Becky, and yeah, I just had to finish it off. So that, when you put a ball down like that, whether it's that particular drive, you get up and celebrate. That's deliberate. You're just trying to say, hey, it's all, don't bother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had to, I had to sell it. So that's why, like, normally I get up a bit more, well, with a bit more emotion. But, yeah, I got up, just put my hand up, say, yeah, I swear to be really in my head. I'll go far. I hope they don't go upstairs. <laughs> Clint Gutherson, uh, he was absolutely brilliant last night and really stepped up in the absence of Mitch Moses, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was big for us. Um, obviously, it was big uh, not having um Mitch Moses there, especially with his kicking games. I uh, thought Cuffy played really well. Uh, ran the ball and he was just elusive. And, yeah, I, you could just tell he loves playing in Manly. Striking form at the right time, the Eels. I mean, really, if you're going to hit form, hit it at the right end of the season. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Look, we, we've uh, left a few games uh, this year. Uh, we should have probably come up on top. And a couple of games we've been blown out. And I think this is compared to last year. Um, sort of towards the end. We just needed a win just to start our run. And I think, you know, we, we beat Cowboys last year, went into that red-hot uh, Melbourne Storm team and then stopped their winning streak. And, you know, that, that, that set us up. And um, week two finals, we didn't get the we didn't get the result, but we were very close. So, but, we're, you know, we're, uh, we're very close this year. And, you know, we just got to keep winning games now and up, up for the finals. You just got to get into that four somehow and then have a very good September. Just before we go, I mean, look, you're a magnet as a team for, well, attention. You know, that's that's the price of being a Parramatta player. It's a very popular team. And when you have a bad week, everyone's on top of you. When you have a great week, you know, <laughs> you, you, it's, it's you know, celebrations galore. It, But it looks like when things are rolling, it's a fun team. When you have nights like that, that is a fun team to play for. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I was just talking to uh, Guffy after the game, um, just coming into recovery and just uh, building into next week after a win. Like everyone's just all smiles and there's just better. But uh, I just thought last couple of games where we did lose, whatever we didn't let it get to us and uh, sort of know what we can do now, especially back to back wins against mm. you know two very big teams. So uh, the confidence is there now. We just got to put it all out there, especially this week with a. Uh, very good uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs team. Yeah, that's it. That's your. That's a. a well, forgive the pun. It, they're your bun. You're their bunnies at the moment. So um, uh, I, I, I know Candice, You can laugh at me as a terrible <laughs> pun. I didn't mean it as a pun, but really, South have had it all over Parramatta. But the way they're going, 
Parramatta could beat them too. Good on you, Wanga. Well done. Great win. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. Oh, one triple three five three. That's why I had to get rid of Wanga uh, and and move him on because we've got get to. Rid of him. Well, I didn't mean it like that. We got to clear the decks <laughs> for Thanks, the Candice Wanga. quiz. Everyone, call up now. Well, it's a hundred dollar Bingley voucher. If you want to be part of this atrocity for a hundred dollars of Bingley voucher, ring up now. One triple three five three. No. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Take a deep breath, everyone. Here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, they say knowledge is power. Well, plug me in and power me up. It's time on Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Candace's <laughs> Quiz. <laughs> All Again. thanks to the that's... great service, great brands, great value, now available in store and online at Bing Lee. Better live Every day. Dan, the look on her face. She's, She's just so, so excited. excited. Well, about I'm doing so this excited quiz. because we've got some fantastic listeners and it pains you guys to look at the monitors and see the phone lines blow up. Because they want a voucher from Big Lee. No, they, they want, want to be Dan, part of this no, quiz. They want to be a part of this quiz because <laughs> right, it is yeah. awesome. Dan, don't rain on a parade. Okay. Like, she loves this. Right. So we have Mark from Belrose. Mark, you there? Yeah. How you going? Yeah, I'm going, really Mark? good. So... I'm going to ask Mark, Dan. Mark, did you, did you join us to win the voucher or just to be on Candace's quiz? What was your real reason? Uh, <laughs> uh, the voucher would be handy. Thank you. No, that's it. Don't say anything. No, anymore. yeah. All no, right. she'll get rid of you, Mark. You better say. <laughs> all right, so you're up against Dan today. Uh, whoever gets the most questions right will win right. the $100 Bingley voucher. So. Okay. Right, all right. So theoretically, Dan can win. Um, well, no, he can't. <laughs> Because Mark... This is the floor in your no, stupid no, quiz. No, not. Because Mark has a phone a friend, which is Richard. So if you I'm don't know friendly. a question, you ask Richard and he'll give you the Candace, answer. Candice, I'm playing for... I, I mightn't be able to win the voucher, but I'm not throwing it here. Okay. I'm, I'm going to try and Hang win. On, Sorry, Mark. I'll I'm just a, get Google You'll probably up, beat me, Mark, but I'm, I'm in for keeps. All right. Let's go. Question number one, Dan. What teams played the opening game for the Premier League this weekend and what was the score? Arsenal won one nil. I think they beat Crystal Palace. You're wrong. Arsenal won 2 0. Oh. Sorry there. All right, Mark. I couldn't get that up on Google quickly no, enough. I've got the answers here for you, Richard. Oh, there you go. But anyway, thank you. That covered, we don't have to cover okay. that in our sports update. All right, Mark. How many gold medals does Australia currently hold at the Commonwealth Games? Uh, 21. No, not all this. Yeah. Uh, no, it's no, it's too late now. 49 and 51. See, you had yeah. to ask too before late. we bumped you. Yeah, okay, right. that's all right. It's, it's a clean slate. You're it's both c- Candace makes up the rules as she goes. You can probably right. phone a friend on every question, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> all right, Dan, which NRL team is currently number 12 on the ladder? Canterbury. Very good. I told you I want to win this. All right. Just to stick it to you. You won't be winning it. All right, Mark. ARL Commission Chairman Peter Volandis is threatening to strip the NRL Grand Final from Sydney and move it where? Brisbane. Very good. Okay. This is getting yeah. tight. This yeah. is a nail biter. So this is it. Wes is Candice is getting more excited with every question. <laughs> okay. All right, Dan. Yeah. Alex Demonor won in the singles, and Nick Kyrgios and. Uh, Kokonakis claimed the doubles title in what tennis tournament this week? Oh, I feel like it was in Canada. Uh... The clock's ticking. Come on. Rhode Island. Sorry. Okay. It was the Atlanta Open. Okay. All right, so yeah, you need yeah, to get this one yeah, right, Mark, yeah, let me to win the voucher. Mark, what colour is the sky? <laughs> That'll be your question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was the final score in the Manly Parramatta game oh. last night? 30. You've got to phone a friend. Uh, uh, yeah, Mark, phone Mark, a friend. Mark. Oh, you're going to phone a friend. Oh, now yeah. I'm a friend, am I? <laughs> <laughs> right. You well, need I, some. I'll give you a hint. You're a Manly supporter, though, aren't you? Yes, but what's that got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was true, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was an even, they were both even numbers. Does just that the help score, you? just no, the score. Give, just give him the score, Richard. All right. You know what the score Mark, was. Mark. I was there last 30, night. A great 30, game. 36 20. You don't need to whisper to him. Oh. Why are you being so weird about this? All right. Is it 36 yep. 36 20. Yep. Mark, you are the winner. Congratulations. Oh, thank God that's Wonderful. over. Well done, Mark. Good for you. Get a $100 Bingley voucher. Great brands, great value, great service. Now available in store and online. Bingley, better living every day. Was that any better, Richard?
No. Nah. Nah. You need to go back just, and just listen. Diabolical. Candace. That is a <laughs> shambles. Well, how could I do it better? Don't. Don't, don't change. <laughs> never Triple change. You, you are so excited about it and so committed to no, it. No, we'll find a solution, never but this change. isn't it. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough, will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. We've been there for it all. 4 and 20, Australia's original fan food. Now, the Dead Set Legends Play of the Week. Attempt six for Matthew Denny. On its way, gives it everything, gives it a roar. It's going to be out there, it's going to be out there. He loves it. 67 26. Let's go! Matthew Denny! Oh, you think I'm big? Look at this dude. Yeah, I'm big, <laughs> Damn, he's big. That's <laughs> a thick, that's a thick boy. <laughs> so that was Matt Denny. He's happy boy. Yeah, and the bloke he beat was happy for it. That's great. <laughs> there we go. Colin, another Com Games goal. That was our play of the. Was that Matt Hill calling? Uh, I think it no, was. Richo, I think Richo was in, interviewing him, wasn't he? No, interviewing him. But I think Matt Hill. Oh, it could have been Matt. Who does a he's. Excellent at was other sports away from Matt Hill is the, the number one race caller in Victoria. Well, he I think he's the a... number one in Australia, to be honest. Well, I know Darren Flindell's very good, but uh, anyway. Well, what am I going to say there, Dan? Okay. Well, <laughs> well. anyway, uh, I just say it's nice to hear Matt Hill doing yeah. non-racing. Dan's comments are his own. Triple M dead set legends. <laughs> Let's do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M dead set legends sports update. Uh, Flindell had Chautauqua and he had Winks, so he had a very good run. Good I'm not run, didn't saying he? anything about him. I just like, I like, I'm a Matt Hill guy. I don't know about now, that. Um, Brandon Smith has been charged by the NRL judiciary, but it's only a fine. So I think this is fair, Candice. He was, he, he dragged down Tino Fatasilma Alawi, and, and, and I was calling the game and was like, ooh, it's got a hip drop look about it. But when you look at it, there was only two in the tackle, which we made mention of at the time. Tino was still moving, it wasn't the classic. Two players have a player held, and the third guy comes in and drags him down. That causes yeah. all the problems. So I, that's probably fair for Brandon, and quite relieving because he looked like he was gone. Jerome Hughes, two to four weeks at best, at best. I'll have more on that on the Saturday scrum. But Melbourne, we haven't spoken about Melbourne, but they yeah. don't look. They don't look like the, the team that we're accustomed to seeing they're, they're this almost, time of year. That's for almost sure. a one-trick pony. I mean. He has to be King Wally Lewis Munster if they're Munster going to win. Munster is in an absolute class of his own. And what I can't understand is how they all keep falling for the dummy. He just dummies them all. Yeah. And in they the all fall for it. exact same part of the field. It does it every match. And no one says, don't fall for the dummy. Just, he's, he's freakish. Uh, so 32-14, Melbourne won, but things not going well for them. We've touched on Parramatta a fair bit. Big win for them, 36-20. Uh, three games today. South and the Warriors, that's at Sunshine Coast at three. Um, Canberra Penrith should be spicy at 5.30. And then, oh, Cronulla Dragons at 7.30, another sold-out Shark Park. You had a great time last week down there, Yeah, I had an unbelievable time. So I took my daughter down to watch uh, South play the Sharks. Unfortunately, we went down in Golden Point. But it was just the atmosphere at these suburban grounds is, uh, you know, They've got to keep these suburban grounds alive because That's it what is the blues over, isn't it? Yeah. So much yeah. better. But for the Sharks, we're, we're looking at a second week in a row, uh, a third generation, um, you know, a player. So yeah, Kate, Dykes. Kate, Kate Dykes, his father, Adam played and his grandfather, John. And we saw the same thing happen at Manly last week with the, um, with the Fulton. Fulton. So this is, it's awesome to see. Uh, we probably need five minutes on this, Candice, but we've only got about 90 seconds. An ominous warning from a CEO of an IPL franchise called Cutter who says there is a desire to sign players for 12 months a year. So the end game would be for those players to be have all those players, like Dave, like all the IPL players at their disposal, and just to drop into T20 leagues all around the world. 
I can see it happening. I really can. So the IPL owners uh, have, have now bought all the six, I think it's six franchises in the New South Africa T20 League. So they're, they own the league there? They're basically, they also, uh, some of them own the UAE teams. I can see it happening, not just for players, but for coaches and coaching so, staff So as they'll well. own the BBL. They'll eventually. own the BBL, won't they? Yeah. That's got to be the future. That's well, the only I, chance I mean, the, the BBL is going to have. That's their Because Australia haven't, you know, obviously they haven't made it. And, then, it, and then they will just drop cricketers around in a circuit, like a tennis circuit around the world, just drop them into those. They'll own all those It those could happen. Leagues. And you know what? I think some of the players would like that as well. Mm. They, they would play less cricket for more money. Mm. Okay. So that it does seem ominous. Uh, and we've got to go in 15 seconds, unfortunately. But John Daly, Greg Norman, who doesn't say no to anyone for the live tour, said no to John Daly, <laughs> said he was old. But he did say yes to Brooks Kepska's far far less talented brother. Oh, Chase, come and play. Henny Duplessis, come on now. John Daly. Yeah. Sorry, John, you're too old. Well, he's come a bit of a sideshow, John Daly. What though. about how much they offered yeah, Woods? Popular. Now, he is side a popular sideshow with a certain type of fan. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. We're going to talk some com games here with Candace, with Rich, with Dan and your uh, people. I bet all the time people go, oh, your daughter, Emma Friedman, your daughter. You get that all the time, don't you? Uh, yes, but I do correct them. She's my niece because she's Lee's daughter. I understand that, but I bet people make that because they see you on TV, they see Emma Actually, on TV. I, I made a mistake there. She used to be Lee's daughter. Now Lee is Emma's father. <laughs> That's how that works. And she's hosting uh, at uh, at all all hours of the night the Com Games. Hello, Em. Hello, Dan. Hello, Candice. Hello, Uncle Rich. What has <laughs> I, I been, insist on the Uncle? What part. has been your favourite moment? We won fifty bloody gold medals at these Com Games. What has been your favourite moment? And please don't say Richard's favourite moment, with which is the Italian runner with his junk hanging out. No, no, he wasn't. Uh, anyway, he's not there, Dan. He was <laughs> that somewhere else. The Junior World Championship. That's right. So we luckily didn't lay witness to that over the course of the weekend. I actually reckon my favourite moment, Dan, came yesterday with Matt Denny winning the discus. So he's a guy from, you know, Western Queensland, comes from a real good Aussie family. He's just really super down to earth, got lots of energy. And to win the gold yesterday, he threw two consecutive PBs, which is amazing in an international competition. But then afterwards, just the way he goes about it, he's just full of life. He posted on social media this morning, saying, oh, the beers are on me. And obviously Athletics Australia have gone, maybe just, can you just alter that a little bit? So then it was amended to the chocolate milkshakes are on uh, me, which gave me a giggle. What is wrong with Come the world? On. What is wrong with the I world? Know. Anyway, I've actually enjoyed him watching the whole coverage. And I know that the first week is always popular because the swimmers have been stellar. They've been at their brilliant best and swept the pool and all that. But it's been great, I think, seeing the, the Paralympic athlete, athletes in the same competition space. And that, to me, has made it a whole lot more enjoyable because I love seeing some of them, the joy on their faces, which, you know, kind of I miss a lot of the time because after you've done an Olympics, you're probably all gamesed out, you know. I reckon the integration of the program is one of the great things, and it's only happened at the Com Games, so last Com Games and this one. And I think the Olympics have something to learn about that. I know it would be very difficult to integrate both programs for an Olympics because there's you know four times the number of events and ten times the number of participants. But you're so right. Like Maddie Di Rosario yesterday winning her 1500 meter event, she's absolutely incredible what mm. she does. And then the para swimmers. Um, they were sensational too. So Matt Levy, he um, he finished up his inter international career swimming during that program um, and he leaves with a whole host of medals after competing, I think, at four um, Paralympics and then the last two Commonwealth Games. He's undergone 50 operations in his life, 50 yeah. operations to make sure that he's fit and able not only just to live, but to be able to compete. Yeah, it's inspiring, think, isn't it? I think there's a bit of perspective in that, yeah, isn't there? Sometimes, there is. you know, when we... We have a bit of a whinge about things in our lives, and you got look at some of these guys. They have, they have overcome every single mm. possible obstacle, and yeah, I just I agree with you. I think that's one of the wonderful things about the Com Games at the moment. Emma, there's around forty gold medals um, up for offer over today and tomorrow. What are some of the events we can look out for? 
Oh, okay. So, Candice, Sunday night is going to be a massive one. Peter Bowl in the 800, he goes in the fastest qualifier. And we, you know, it's Super Bowl Sunday, as the marketers say, which is absolutely perfect for us. Um, and then on that same night, the Hockey Roos will be um, playing off for gold after a really controversial semi final this morning against India, where it went to a penalty shootout. And the first shot at goal that the Aussies had, the clock wasn't working. So she missed. But then we got it again, um, which doesn't really matter to us because we made three penalties and we got through. But if the shoe was on the other foot, yeah. we would all be up in arms Screaming. at the moment. Absolutely. So that final against England will be great. I'll tell you what Seven has done really well the last few Com Games and Olympics and just decided we're going to be over-the-top jingoistic. And I, this is a total compliment, <laughs> Emma. I promise. I promise. Yeah. No, no, no. It is all. You know what? Let's not even try and be not biased. We we are way over. Do you get a, 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 a directive? Guys, if you think you're being a bit jingoistic, you're not being jingoistic enough because people are reading this up with a spoon. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're Australians. You want to watch Australians do well. I, I mean, I understand the interest in some of the big international stars like um, Elaine Thompson, for example, in the sprint events at the Athletics. Of course... So I've got Edie here, and she's wanting to hose the grass, which is fake. So this is going real well for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so you want to turn on the hose? Yeah, we'll just hold that. that hold that bit. Now, you know what? That, that's far more entertaining than the stupid question I was asking. Emma Fruman, we're going to leave you to it. But no, you're, doing, you're all doing a fabulous job. I'm genuinely serious. The, the, they are. They're doing a wonderful the, job. They're a very yeah. good job, and that's yeah. why people are watching in drive. See you, Em. Thanks, mate. Edie, do you want to say bye to everyone? Say bye-bye. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Richard, it's time. How many shows are you doing this week, by the way, for drive time? Uh, Plenty. Yeah. Are you on drive again no, this no, week? No, 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 no. This week, that's just, you know. Okay. Ne- yeah, no, sorry, no more. That was going to be my back. grievance. But, uh, we'd have know. to accuse you of cheating on us. All right, um, <laughs> Richard, fire away. Dan, the whole state of New South Wales is rigged. <laughs> right? I'm likely to lose my licence once again. <laughs> my driver's licence. How long have you had it back that's for? Their fault. No, never mind, Candace. Right? <laughs> Not long. A month at best. The whole place is rigged. They've got cameras everywhere. They've got, and, and you know what? I'm checking out the road toll and I'm thinking, that road toll hasn't gone down. This is not about safety. It actually did go down last year. But you know why? Because <laughs> the place was locked down. You couldn't drive yeah. anywhere where you could kill yourself. Yeah. Right? So it's rigged. All it is now is the government have, well, they would rather catch someone doing 55 in a 50 zone than someone catch, catch someone doing 150 in a 100 zone. That's what they want. They, it's all about money, Dan. It's all about money. So it's not about so the safety of the drivers no, around they hide you. hide behind it's... that. They hide, all the politicians hide behind that. Oh, it's about safety if we save one life. You, you weren't know? caught on your phone on Anzac Parade again, were you? Saturday Scrum may coming may up after it. this. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner.